Hello, I'm Susan Swan, and you're listening to All Writers Are Conmen, a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. Today I'll be reading from my new novel, The Dead Celebrities Club, which is now on sale in Canada, wherever good books are sold. In this chapter, my character Dale Paul meets the warden and comes up with his secret plan to make money in prison. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 3. Up ahead, the guard grumbles something I don't catch. Leading me around a stand of scrubby poplars, he points at the gully behind the prison. A tranche of blue fills my eyes. There's a small lake in the gully between the ridge and the mountain. By the north shore of the lake is a park that resembles the rundown recreation areas often found in small towns. There is no bandstand, but there are a few unpainted picnic tables and two dilapidated tennis courts without nets. Should I have brought my tennis whites, I ask. The guard shrugs. That's where our Michael Jackson dancers practice. Before I can ask about the dancers, the guard points down the road at the compound with the watchtowers that had frightened Caroline. They put the real bad boys in there, the guard smirks, deep in the forest where they can't get out. And that? I nod at a tall alpine house on a graded slope outside the prison. By the house, rough-looking men are planting sapling trees. The warden's place, the guard answers. His own great camp, I ask. Ha, ha. The guard doesn't grin. Clearly, he is a man who prefers laughing at his own wisecracks. As we stroll through a large concrete archway, my heart begins beating wildly, and I curse myself for leaving my pills in the car. Caroline usually makes sure I have them on my person, but she was too distracted this morning to remind me. I take rhythmal for tachycardia, the affliction that taxes my old, fast-beating heart. Anxiously, I follow the guard into a room in the receiving and discharging building. It's the size of my walk-in closet on Half Moon Lane. I have purposely worn an old, double-breasted suit, and when the guard asks if he should mail my clothes home, I suggest he burn them. Man doesn't crack a smile. He asks me to undress, and then he searches my orifices. His latex sheathed finger inside my rectum feels thick and unpleasantly warm. I receive the standard prison issue, two large-sized khaki uniforms called browns, two blankets, two sheets, and a pillow. I am also given undershirts, socks, and undergarments. I can buy sweatpants at the commissary. Then the guard marches me out into the yard and leaves me standing dizzy and frightened, like a prison mole blinking up at the light. Nothing has prepared me for the sight in front of me. I may as well have stepped into a scene from the television show Oz. Most of the 'er ne'er-do-wells are black or Latino, while the beefy guards are white-skinned, and they all stand waiting for me to play my role in the tawdry prison melodrama to which I've been consigned against my will. Over by the gate, an imposing black man wearing a Van Dyke is heading my way, followed by three guards who are each restraining a German shepherd. 
The man's closely shaved head rests like a black bowling ball on his shoulders. As he comes closer, I see he is wearing rimless glasses and a dark business suit. His stiff military bearing and the way the other men look at him tell me I'm about to meet the warden. Nathan Rickard, the warden says, extending his hand. The tremor in his voice suggests my presence is having an impact. Celebrity has a habit of doing that, although you could chop up my Midas-like traits, along with the traits of other celebrities, and feed the parts into a blender, and out would come some variation of a well-known financier, and nobody would notice the difference. I was once mistaken for Wolf Kruger, the head of the Securities Commission. Wolf and I don't even look alike. Yet, there is something there. A grave facial expression, a knowing gleam in the eye. The gold dust of celebrity does the rest. Behind the warden, some of the prisoners are clapping and calling my name, while others are yelling the same insults the journalist had used earlier. Fraudster, crook, you get the gist. The warden ignores the men and steers me forward, his large dark eyes behind the lenses of his glasses darting warily around the yard. We have almost reached the prison building when three men step into our path. Is one of the miscreants about to stick me with a knife? They could be bubble wrapped for all the good my ability to read my fellow humans does me this morning. While I try to quiet the unsettling flutters of my heart, one of the men shouts, Make us rich, Dale Paul. I execute a mock bow. With your money and my ideas, we'll go far, I call. The men call out enthusiastic hurrahs. The German shepherds begin to bark, standing on their hind legs. The guards appear to be marshalling all their strength to keep the dogs under control. A whistle shrills, the dogs drop to all fours, stop barking, and the cries die away. By the time the warden and I reach my dormitory, the place has assumed a churchy quiet. If you figure out how to make money in here, let me know. The warden smiles an odd, secretive smile. You have my word, good sir. I reply. Heck, you sound just like you do on television. He chuckles. He doesn't realize I am serious. In the parking lot this morning, while Nugent stood chatting with the guard, the idea of betting on the death of aging celebrities popped into my befuddled brain like the ping of an email dropping into my inbox. To qualify, you must be in the news and about to die. Can you see where I'm going with this? Well, all in good time. Thank you for listening to All Writers Are Conmen, a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure you subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, connect with me on social media on Facebook at Susan Swan Online on Instagram at Biggest Modern Writer, and on Twitter at Swanscribe. If you read and enjoyed The Dead Celebrities Club, please consider leaving me a review on Goodreads or Amazon. And thank you again for listening. <laughs>